edition of the Stretch Four Podcast, brought to you by Armchair All-Americans. My name is Matt Kashanis. And my name is Nick Coliani. I'm Josh McClenney. Once again, we're all seniors at UNC Chapel Hill, um, so we're probably going to be pretty excited throughout this podcast about where we're at. And this is going to be a special Final Four podcast. Um, sorry about last week, there were some technical difficulties and our pod wasn't able to go up. Um, it still might be uploaded, but um, we'll let you know if that happens. But today we're here to talk about the Final Four. Um, so we're going to start on the left side of the bracket, um, Houston, Texas, Saturday night at 6 o'clock. You have number two, Villanova, facing number two, Oklahoma. Nova got here by dismantling a number three-seeded Miami. Um, looked really impressive. And then just having a really, really good all-around game against Kansas in the regional final. Ended up winning by five points. I think a lot of people were surprised to see that. A lot of people thought Kansas was the team to beat. And then in the West region, you have Oklahoma coming out of it, um, which is two really strong performances, one against A&M. A&M was really never in it. And then again against number one, Oregon. Um, They won by 12, and Buddy Yield at 37 while Black Mamba was watching. Um, So what do you guys think about Villanova, Oklahoma? Well, first of all, I want to say we were all wrong about Villanova. Uh, For the whole year, we, we... Questioned their number one seed. We questioned, and we were what, with the Big Ten, and uh, they've proven that they 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 were a good team. And you know, I props to them. They had some good players on that team, and you know, actually now finally getting to watch them, you can see why they were considered one of the better teams in the in the. In yeah, the- and watching them, kind of like one of the strengths of UNC. This team is very well balanced. I think they have a lot of different ways they can hurt you. Um, Archie Diacono is really impressive. Archie Diacono. He's a senior leader. We'll just call him the Arch for the rest of this podcast. (laughs) Against Kansas, he played really well in the game against Miami. And he's just a really big body. um, And he's big as well. Yeah, I think we can all agree that, you know, there's been a lot of people in the media who doubted Villanova who now have to come out and say we were wrong. We haven't been wrong about them the entire year. Buddy Heald, he's still the real deal. This guy's the best player in college basketball right now. And I don't think this Villanova team can stop him. Yeah, um, that the dismantling of Oregon was tough to watch for me. It broke my heart. He's he can score. I mean that that I don't know if there's in there is not another player in in, in the college basketball now. They're gonna pencil him for twenty to thirty yeah, points. I think I saw a stat. He's the first twenty five point game score in the Final Four since like nineteen ninety. Um, so it's gonna it's been a lot of fun watching him so far, and I expect him to just continue to play really well. Um, but yeah, it's just unbelievable. I mean, usually, you know, when you get this far, the big scores don't keep it up as much, and he's just been stellar for two weeks now. Well, you know, no one's found that the special formula to stop him yet. Um, it looked like, you know, he, at the end of the season, uh, he kind of started slowing down a little bit, and then just this tournament, he has just gone gangbusters. He just looks unstoppable, and he's shooting. I mean, like last against Oregon, he went from eight for thirteen from three. I mean, that is insane. That's insane numbers. Um, and you know, you, the Black Mamba's gotta love that. Gotta love it. He has that Black Mamba mentality. He, he probably wishes he's on the Lakers right now. They probably <laughs> win some more games. I mean, he does. I mean, he has the mentality. If I'm on, I don't really care who my teammates are. Just get me the ball, and I'm gonna do what I need to do. I think what's good about this Oklahoma team is they respect that. They understand that when, when Buddy Hield gets going. He is the best player on the court, and they need to run their offense through him. You know, you, you see a lot of NBA scouts say, you know, he's undersized for his position. You know, so he's listed at 6'4", so he's probably around 6'3". 
know, he's not the best defensively. But when was the last? You know, a lot of people compare him to Steph Curry. I, for me, actually, his NBA comparison, he's a James Harden. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's a James Harden as player. And, uh, sorry, I mean, I started. He plays a lot like James Harden. I, I'm saying, I, I feel like him coming out of college, going towards the draft, a lot of people are comparing what people are saying about him to what people said about Steph Curry, that he's undersized, that, you know, he's just a pure shooter, can he play defense? And I'm I'm saying he really should not fall as far as he's probably going to fall in the draft. Yeah, I mean I've loved watching Buddy, um, and I think we all think he's going to play really well in at least one of the upcoming games, uh, maybe two. Um, but as far as the rest of the team, they haven't played as strong. I think Woodard's had a couple of good games as well as Cousins, and one of the guys who he, you know he's been around forever, seemingly you know he's the Perry Ellis of this Oklahoma squad is Spangler. You know, I know they got a lot of seniors, and he hasn't really stepped up, so I think he might be one of the keys, as well as Latin, because they're going to have their hands full with Ochefu. Ochefu is a big body, and Oklahoma, you know, they played an Oregon team that's not known for their physicality, you know, more of their speed and um, height and their length, so I think that'll be an interesting matchup against Ochefu, um, but on the other side, I think Villanova with Hart, he's got the length. And I think he's got the defensive ability, but it's just for 40 minutes, is he going to be able to limit Buddy, which nobody's been able to do all year. In a 40-minute game, Buddy's going to get his at some point. My, my question is, so Hart, I mean, Villanova relies on Hart offensively a lot, too. It's going to be interesting to see how much energy he's willing to, he's able to put both defensively and offensively. Yeah, he's going to have to push game. Buddy on the defensive end yeah, as well. Yeah, um, he's going to dominate, I think. That you'll see a lot. You'll see Villanova get a lot more second chance points. But yeah, you know, we I remember in the in the season, Spangler was that that X factor that we thought you know played all that well, and it's been the guard play of Oklahoma that's yeah. really pushed. And he, through. watching Spangler, he sometimes reminds me of Andrew Bogut for the Warriors, like where he's got this maybe an easy layup attempt or a putback or a dunk, but he pushes it out to one of these three point shooters rather than just taking the easy shot. I think I it's mean, a mentality. Though. Yeah, it's a team mentality right now. It definitely is, but I think I I think Spangler, if you know they're gonna if they play this big uh, bigger Villanova team, and if they're able to maybe play a North Carolina team in the final, um, you know they're gonna he's gonna have to step up and play well. He's gonna have to be able to stretch some guys out. I completely agree, and I think one thing that we haven't brought up yet that we really need to get into: these two teams have met before this season. You know they played back in December, and Oklahoma absolutely dismantled this team, seventy-eight to fifty-five. Yeah. What do we have to say about that? Well, Nova, I think I remember they. Uh, we're absolutely horrendous in the three-point line. I think they were like four of 30 or something like that, just like an absurd amount. So they're definitely going to have to shoot better. And they're also going to – I think they need to shoot less threes. I don't think they need to shoot yeah, – they, they need to play – They need to hit the mid inside. Yeah, they need to do better offense. They need to find Ochefo early and often. Um, and I think that will help them open up the threes more. They don't need to be – You know, in Houston, this is an arena that is that is known for being really difficult to hit those outside shots on the three-point line. How is that going to play in? And that's where it really helps Villanova, where they have a really, really good established inside game in Ochefu, a 6'11 guy. I, I think Spangler, and I think uh, mm-hmm. they, they really don't have a 6'11. Latin's long, but he's he's it's gonna. He, I think he's gonna have to, like well, you know, we we talk about we haven't watched that many Nova games, and you know, we've watched the past couple. Ochefu is big. He's a big guy. He's a big fella. I think the biggest thing because Oklahoma relies so much on their three point shooting, and I think that that could, like you said, if when Spangler, right now they're in that mindset where everything they're putting up is going in. It's going to be interesting to see where they go to next to get those points and those tough, those tough strikes. His cousins versus the arch. 
now two senior leaders, guys who aren't getting a lot of talk in NBA or even a lot of talk as maybe the be- um, one of the better players on their team. But if these guys are going to have to control the tempo and make sure that these teams play the way they want to play. You know, if Cousins has a lot of turnovers, or if the Arch has a lot of turnovers, or they're not making shots, I think that's going to really stall these offenses. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I, 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 I don't know. This game is tough. I, I honestly did not expect much from Villanova this year, and they really proved me wrong. And I think them beating Kansas, to me, says so much. And now, not only that, when you keep Perry Ellis, when you hold Perry Ellis to four points, um, that just says how dominant your front line can be defensively. Mm-hmm. And, and I only had like five shots. Yeah. And he, he just never was able to get in already. And I think, you know, a lot of that is them limiting the ball inside. And I think that's per- personally why... I know as a U, I mean, we all go to UNC. So as a UNC fan, if I were looking at who I would want to play, I, as much as I would hate to play Buddy, I would rather play Nova team who plays good defense down low. And I think that, to me, the better matchup for you, if I, as a UNC fan, who I would rather play, I would rather play Oklahoma. Well, I think Buddy, he's ready for it. He's been ready all year. And I, I just think even if it would be, and, um, you know, another side note, I've been really impressed with the coaching by um, both squads as well. Coaches are great. Yeah. I mean, and this, you don't get to the Final Four without good coaching. And yeah. a lot of these guys are, like, as well. He's been around forever. I think he made it to Final Four with Florida, like, maybe 20 years ago or something. Like, boomer sooner for this one. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think uh, the Sooners are maybe a little, I mean, as much as, you know, you're obviously Kansas. Do you think they're a little, third crack. or third crack, do you think they're a little disappointed they don't get that, that opportunity? <laughs> team three times in the season. But if I'm Oklahoma, I'm a little happy I don't have to go up against Wayne yeah. Sullivan and Perry Ellis. And I, I agree with Mac. I think Oklahoma takes this one. I think it's going to be a really good game. But I, And I will not be surprised if Villanova is able to take it. I, I think Oklahoma will win as well. Um, I You know, it's funny. Like These games have been really weird. Um, this Villanova Kansas game was really good. But a lot of these games have not been close. And I'm hoping that for the benefit of just the tournament itself that... Yeah. We at least have one or like at least one of these games are good because I as much as I hate to say it, I feel like this is the game that definitely could produce the the most entertaining game. Yeah, so we're all in the Sooners. Um, you know they've been really impressive. I think it's right now it's just so hard to go against Buddy. On the other side of the bracket, um, playing right after same night, um, tentative eight fifty start time. We have the only number one seed left, UNC uh, Tar Heels. Uh, against number 10 seeded Syracuse, the only 10 seed to ever make the Final Four. Not, not the Cinderella low seed, nonetheless. UNC got here off of a just one of the best games, I think, around 101 points. Um, they turned on the second half. I mean, they that was the game where everybody really started saying they struggles in the regional final, um, but they were able to win and pull away um, by 14 points, um, thanks to a massive performance by Bryce Johnson. And then on the other side, um, Syracuse keeps doing it. Um, solid win over Gonzaga. You know, Gonzaga was kind of the trendy pick to make the Final Four. And Syracuse just played just enough D, frustrated those guys just enough, and came away with a three-point win. But then the lead, UVA, Tony Bennett, Brogdon, Perantes, Gill, and all the of the game looked like they were ready to head to Houston. And then Syracuse just went on an all-time lead. Well, one of the greatest events. individual performances at the end of that game by Malachi Richardson. That yeah. was me is Malcolm Brodden, you know, last game of his year of his career goes two for fourteen. The zone of all people got him out of rhythm and then 
when they got out of zone, he was just kind of out of. Like, that's just, that's really bad. Yeah, <laughs> he played. He did not look good. It's not the way anyone wanted to see a guy like Malcolm Brogdon saw that coming. I mean, this Virginia team, you know, despite the fact that Malcolm Brogdon wasn't playing that well, was just funky. It was a press, and you know, how many times in this tournament have we seen just a basic full court press? Complete. The Syracuse Syracuse zone kind of played to Virginia's strengths of slowing. Good job attacking the zone in the first half. I mean, they were up by. By uh, 14. And with a team like UVA, that's so difficult to yeah. come back from. It was something I, I, I didn't expect it. I thought they can't overestimate is the loss of Gill due to foul trouble in the in that game. Um, yeah, they had a big night from Perantes, who had been yeah. kind of struggling as of late. He hit six threes, and it just, you know, he had a couple big threes. It kind of seemed like stem the run. The Benajay and Richards, Malachi Richardson was just too much. I mean, it, it was it was tough to see and it was surprising to see it and you know you well the said, thing is they did though I think yeah. the thing is is they the the, the Syracuse that you seen before where they somehow they just pulled this press out because at first they did the half court press with press like that at in in my recent memory I don't know if they I don't think I they've ever done an incredible game to watch um, yeah I mean it's in you know speaking of that it's kind of the Bayheim revenge tour you know the NCAA kind of you know maybe unfairly suspended from. I mean, maybe he deserved to be suspended, but the way they suspended him was really weird. First, they suspended him a little bit at the beginning of the year. Then they said, no, that's not right. We'll suspend him for nine ACC games. It's really bizarre. I love it. Them. And then a lot of people didn't even think they should be in the tournament. I think most people would still say that, you know, if you look at it, they should not have been in the tournament. And But they continue to prove people wrong and say or they're just on a really hot streak that nobody saw coming. They were horrible um, in the last month. I think they lost five of the last six games. Um, I think I picked them to basically lose every game. Um, but I've been impressed by them. Um, but that being said, um, I am a UNC fan. I'm a student. I, I think they're going to hit a buzzsaw. And I think if, <laughs> if UNC is able to play their game, they're j- eventually it's just too much. It's just too much. The problem is, I don't know, the your night game, when they played Syracuse, two of us were then. Yeah, like, they won, we, we won by a couple points. Uh, it's like the one thing about this team that that I, I've been the most impressed with is all their wins really have been from just fighting back. It's not, not really giving up. And I think that uh, that you score, I think that UNC is going to have to stomp on them. I think that's how you're going to have to yeah. beat this team. I think seems to be. And I think also, you know, you say Virginia was up by 15 points. I think if UNC please, well, I think sure. the way Virginia plays, it's harder to get like a 30-point lead unless you the defense is just completely keep doing it over and over again with Bryce Johnson and those guys. And I, hate, I hate to bring up what I brought up earlier. The hard to see the Syracuse team twice before and, and vice versa. And I, I, I like Coliani said, they get something in their heads that just makes them so much harder to beat. And, and yeah, we can say that this year had shots. That zone is still somewhat of a problem. Granted, UNC has... I don't know if they can hit outside. Again, this year, I look at the Syracuse team. Even before this tournament, I look at the Syracuse team. I'm like, eh, there's maybe like one or two good players. Full-digit points. You have Cooney, who can, at any any game, could just... And he, he'll get his. Benajay, you know, I it's it's, it's a toss-up. I mean, another toss-up. That game was unbelievable. And he... I mean, I don't know if it's only because that game, you know, I that was... I think he could score. And you know what? Linden... Lydon, um, Lydon's, excuse me, when needed. Well, going through all those guys, um, I think it is something, you know, we've talked about the year of the senior, and as well as Mount, they've never been in anything like this before. Well, neither has UNC, though. That's but they, they, they played Wisconsin. I just don't know if they can handle the pressure. I don't know if UNC, some of the UNC guys can as well. But but they, but they are playing with house money, and I think... I but Destiny to... stops at the Final Four, no, usually. I, I mean, <laughs> like, I feel like 
UNC has a different pressure than Syracuse. They does. definitely do, since it's a it's a team they're in the conference with. A little yeah. bit. I, I think that I think it, that comes into account too. Syracuse, they're in the Final Four. You know, it's maybe destiny is a part of it, but now they say we have a shot at winning the beer. I think they're like we want to win this thing. Yeah, now. but I mean, coming into the tournament, every team says they want. It's like we're just glad to be here. But Syracuse is a big conference team. They've beaten good teams in the ACC. They came in thinking that they could win. I don't think any good team will come into the tournament nothing. But when you're in that locker room, you got it. You believe you can win, no matter no matter who you are. That's what big teams kind of afford is think they. Well, can no, because your argument was that you know they maybe don't have as much pressure as UNC. I think they still have. A- they really have as. I think the pressure on UNC is like like we should win this game, and like the pressure UNC just like everyone has UNC winning. If UNC were to lose, this would be the big. It would be even bigger. UNC was. If right they're up by 20 and then lose, yeah. I, I would have been... Was considered the best team in college basketball. Mm. Maybe Kansas was right there, even on the level of UNC. I think what you're Kansas. getting at is, is that when in the, in the middle of the season, when you talked to people, yeah. and now these two teams are here meeting, but I, I do agree with Mac. This Carolina loses to a 10 seed in the yeah. Final Four. I, I think if you're Carolina, you have to consider this. And as well as they played in the... They, the zone and whatever the press or whatever you and however you want to describe it and say they came back it was very impressive and I'll give them all the credit in the world. But the thing is, Virginia still looked horrendous in the last six minutes. Well, they did not look like the team for the entire year for minutes span in four years. I mean, that, they looked absolutely horrendous. I mean that press though. I mean that. But it was just making sense. I'm not giving but Virginia any. still didn't do anything. They just didn't do anything. Wait, to stop. You it. watched that like a lot of times when they were able to break the press. And they would just, like, they didn't look like they knew what to do once they broke the press. Like, you could tell that they were just not... But I think, you know, I just don't think Virginia... I think the moment was made. Williams, being the coach he is, will have a little bit of a press break session in practice. He knows that this, this yeah. it, it's still something that you know they're going to go over. And, and I, I still have Carolina in this game. I think oh. Carolina is just that, that will... That will Beat this Syracuse, and not only that, they had the ultimate press breaker. I mean, Bryce got to be pick. He has yeah. he has been unstoppable. As much as we've said, Buddy Heald, his turnaround jumper unguardable. Is, is unguardable, and you know he he can make the top four years. The improvement he has had has been amazing to see. Um, and man, that slim body, and he would do those fadeaways, and you know they were all right, but now when he fade away, it's 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 great to see. Yeah, definitely credit to Roy Williams and the assistant coaches at UNC really wants to win. Yeah. And who demands the ball and who is not afraid to take that shot. He's been there there aren't a lot of guys. He's only six nine, but there aren't a lot of guys who can guard the length that he has. Smaller guys, he's done a really good job of being able to move his feet. And playing no foul defense. Um I mean the rebounds he's been getting has been outstanding as well. Uh can't really Carolina team. And you just look like we say, I say, you know, you could see Syracuse having five people. He's scoring ten points a game. I mean, you have, I mean, Theo lately, like, his turned the tide of that game. When Bryce when Johnson went out or with that technical foul, and from back to back, he had, I think, two steals. Yeah, and alley ties in. Yeah, and just like, he just, he team was missing. <laughs> a guy who could really come in and change the defensive scheme. Um, and just, just be, he allows us to play small. And allows Bryce to play that center with Justin Jackson squads that we do play with. And I'd like to add something. We were really hard on Marcus Page. Up, has he been? Has he been unguardable? Buddy healed? No, but he hit some shots. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And, and he has played. He's you know somewhat quietly. I think also in that Notre Dame game, 
a good game. Also, shouts out to Joe Barry. Quietly putting up some fantastic assists. Could quietly become the, the nation's top. best point guard. Yeah. Um, he's really been leading this team. I think it's an absolute route. I don't. I think I've watched Syracuse. I've watched all the Syracuse games. Um, I think UNC is so strong, and unless it's just a complete mental lapse that they somehow have, they made the Final Four. No Credit to Bayheim. Credit to Bayheim, yeah. Malachi Rich, and all those guys, but they just don't have the talent. Well, in double digits for that, they. I mean, wins. I mean, against, it's incredible. I think Syracuse is going to have to make a lot of threes like Notre Dame's career, and I think Syracuse is going to have to do the same. And I don't think they have as good as shooters as Notre Dame. Uh, that, and that'll be a great championship game. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. So, uh, yeah. be really intrigued. I mean, I have UNC. I've been I'm pretty much on board on that train for almost all year. Carolina all the way. Um, realistically, I don't know if Carolina has a great, great matchup for Buddy Heald when he's hitting shots and when he and when he wants to do what he what he can do. But I think they're better than that Oklahoma front court. And I think this is the type of game where someone like Dames can can really eat up guys like Spangler. I you see. I actually up well, with Buddy. I mean, we have. A, sorry, I keep using we. Sorry, but um, Justin Jackson, Theo Pinson. Even more on foul trouble, you're you're able to just keep keep. I mean, defense through the whole team. Determine how good Theo's become on defense. And I I completely agree. I, I think statistically speaking, on guys, pretty big guys who who have the ability to, to guard off the dribble and also get a hand up on a jump shot. But I, I guess this is more of of, of the of a metaphorical, metaphysical thing. If Buddy Heald wants to score, and if Buddy Heald can score, he's going to score, and there's not seeing that come. And that's unmeasurable. But, that, but that, that to me, is the same with Bryce Johnson so far this tournament. So it goes both ways. It, yes, it does. And I think the matchup. So I think the matchup of Bryce Johnson with the big guys of Oklahoma is a lot more in UNC's favor than no, Buddy no. Heald. I would agree. I think that Oklahoma doesn't have the depth to throw at them, but I think Kadeem Latin is going to give Bryce some fits. Uh, I think he's very tall. But is Latin even going to guard Bryce? Because I, well, you got to Meeks and Hicks. I mean, who, who's? I mean, you. That's the thing. I think they're perfectly okay playing Spangler on Meeks. I think they're perfectly. Really? Fine. I think. Uh, yeah, I think right. they're perfectly fine with that. But what? I mean, what if you got Hicks coming in? I think they'll put Spangler on him as well. I mean, Hicks will eat him up. Well, I think they'll play like four minutes against Indiana. I think he's definitely going to be. I think a lot of bench players will be key. Well, and that's where it's really going to show the depth of UNC. Yeah. I will take Carolina. Actually, is that this UNC team hasn't really played a, a very close game yet against a really good cop when they get this these when they play in the finals. I mean, I feel like it's gonna be a close game. How what them for not calling plays against Duke when it came down to the wire? I we'll see if they learn timeouts all year. So when it comes down to it, when it really matters, the team is ready. So I'm I'm interested. Yeah. You know, we've seen it before. But Napier and Shabazz Napier wasn't is nowhere near as good as Buddy. And we'll be back next week to recap the entire tournament um, and just talk about everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully we win, or hopefully UNC wins, and we'll all be happy. But um, we'll see. So thanks for listening. Subscribe to us on iTunes. I think we're on SoundCloud and YouTube. Samishra. <laughs>